Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today's guest host, Janet Rich Pitnam, is an expert on memory. Now, before she started this four-part series of guest hosting with me, she actually was on the show before and I interviewed her, and you can hear more about her and her credentials on episode 146. But like I said, we're not interviewing today, we're doing a four-part discussion on memory. In the first of four, we discussed how the aging brain affects how you think. In the second, we brought you, is your memory normal? (laughs) Okay, and see, I can't even remember what it was called, and that tells you that I'm having memory problems myself. Last week's session talked about Alzheimer's, and finally, in today's session, we're going to talk about how to improve your memory. I know that's what most of us want to know, and so we'll talk about that in depth. But before we start, I wanted to tell you about the step-by-step guide, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm showing it to you, the step-by-step guide for signing up for Medicare, and what this does is it walks you through step-by-step everything that you need to do before you sign up for Medicare. So if you're brand new to Medicare, you're probably already getting to, you know, that four-inch stick of stack of Medicare mail. Um, go through my step-by-step checklist. You don't even have to give us your email address. Just go to medicarequick.com forward slash checklist, and you can get that. So best yet, I can also help you if you would like it because I help people with the Medicare insurance. So Janet, thank you so much for co-hosting again. This is so exciting. Yes, Kathy, it's great to be with you. Well, it's always fun to be with you as well. So thanks for picking this topic. I know that you're an expert on this. So first, we're going to go through this article that is by, hmm, it's by Melinda Smith and Lawrence Robinson. And we will post a link to this article. It's actually very long. It's several pages long. Um, And we'll go through what they say. And then we'll also talk about Janet's suggestions as well. So Janet, thanks so much. 
Oh, I'm so happy to be here. You know, brain health is my specialty. I'm a former dementia administrator and a dementia practitioner. And um, I just, memory is really the one thing, easy one to go, the cognizant skill that many of us realize that, that you lose first. But really, we talked about last meeting, our last podcast, that really the cognizant skills that, that go first are your brain endurance, right? And your gait. So if you're having trouble, you can't take that, the streets or make a quick dash to the bedroom without tripping or stumbling, you're going to watch for your gait and then your brain endurance. You're going to make sure you can sit down and read a good article or section of the newspaper or your chapter of a book and replay, relay back to yourself what, what just happened and what you just, what you just experienced. Do we have to do this while walking on the treadmill to improve our gait? We walk and read at the same time or do you, do you say, no, 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 don't do that. (laughs) Um, you, you know, I, I would say no, 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 but actually it's really good practice and you've got the security there of the containment. So if you trip and fall, you can balance yourself, but I don't, I don't, I don't expect you to walk <laughs> down the street. When I'm not podcasting, I can't show you, I don't know if I can turn this camera, but I have a treadmill desk. And so when I'm not podcasting, I actually do use it. And I talk with people on the phone. I do my work on the computer while I'm walking slowly. It's not a fast treadmill. I can't run on it. It goes a maximum of four miles per hour. And I average about 1.3 miles per hour on it, but I'm moving. I'm, I'm moving my body. That's right. Which is, you know, normally I would just be sitting here for eight hours. So, Kathy, do you know what the new smoking is? Sitting. You know how, sitting. That's exactly right. I so know. You, you got one up. So that, c- congratulations on you for, for that, for your, your walking treadmill. So, But, though, be careful of your multitasking. See, the reason why you couldn't remember the article, uh, the second title of our podcast is, is Your Memory Normal, that article, is because it's not your mind and you've got to go fishing for it, right? And so if you're, you're multitasking, you've got too much going on. I mean, you're sitting there trying to get ready, get the equipment going and then wait, you're trying to remember Wait, that. wait, wait. You don't think but, that I'm not remembering it because my memory is not normal and I'm sort of not trying to, uh, what's the word? I'm hiding it for myself. So I'm not remembering that title because I'm hiding it from my brain that my memory is not actually normal. Do you think that's what I'm doing? No, I think you're just, having, I think you have normal memory. And I think it's just, just, it's just part of how you're not being able to multitask. You know, you can only do two things at once and that's pretty much breathing is one of those things, right? That <laughs> explains it. Yes, exactly. So it's very difficult to multitask. It's very difficult. All right. So let's get to our article. Okay. Before our time runs away from us. That's true. So the article gives us nine tips for improving our memory and for boosting our brain power at any age, which is great. I love that. So this could work for your children, your grandchildren, your parents even. So um, Kathy, you want to start us off? Tip number one, give your brain a workout. That's right. Okay. Now what does that mean? Well, we have to exercise our brain. So remember years, 18, 24 or so months ago, it was very important people would say, oh, you got to do brain exercises. You got to get on the computer and do computer brain exercises. They're going to really help you with your brain. Right. There are several programs that do that. that right. And, and they do, but only go so far. The whole, the whole gist of this is, and I don't know if you know, but there's one big company, Luminosity, they got sued and they, um, and I they, used them and I bought, I bought, uh, that for my, all my family members. 
Yeah. And well, my sister rubbed it in my face because she was so much better at that than I was. Hmm. <laughs> I got some really low scores on those luminosity games. Okay. Well, that's all right, though. So that's part of, you know, those luminosity games are all, all kind of concepts of multitasking. But anyway, the point is, though, they only take you so far. And so if people say, oh, we'll just read and you can do crossword puzzles and you do, um, what is the Sudoku? Yeah. You can right. Do well, and yes, that, that helps. And, and that's very good, right? It is very good. But, but if you already know how to do those things, I don't think it helps. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's what and I read only, somewhere that um, you have to do something that you don't already know how to do. That's exactly right. It only takes you to an upper level, right? It doesn't take you complete. You don't get the complete results. And what you need to do is something new, something you've never done before. And, and it has to be challenging. Like right? skydiving? Like, well, yes, if that's what you want to do. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, listen, um, my grandmother-in-law, how is that? Is that what is that? Is that such a thing? Anyway, she is in her 80 and for her 80th birthday, she wanted to be a skydiver and she did it. No. And she, yes. And she worked, she worked up for it and we're exercised. So we put her on, a, on a, her own little protocol system to get ready for it. And she did it. The, oh my but gosh. the point is you exercise your brain. You've got to do something new. You've got to create something new. You see, you, you really... You can't exercise your brain is good, but you can't do it solo. You've got to exercise your body in conjunction, right? So you've got to do two things. You've got to, when you say you've got to exercise, you've got to exercise your body and you've got to exercise your brain. And that's what number two is, is, is physical exercise. You see, you have to physically exercise your body. And what that does is that jiggles your brain cells and your brain cells pop out new, excuse me, your stem cells that jiggles your stem cells and your stem cells pop out new neurons. Now, these neurons, it's fabulous because you need a neuron, right? Neurons help you think. They're your train of thought, your subconscious thought and your conscious thought. But what happens is if you don't connect those neurons, see, they're electric, right? They don't, they're not chemical. It's not a whole link. It's not a whole string of neurons. They're just one little bitty neuron out there swimming around. And if you don't connect that neuron to some older neurons, to it's help not helpful. It, to help get it growing and help get nurture it and mentor that neuron to get it productive, it's going to shrivel away and die. Huh. I and wonder the, if that's why you get a, a runner's high. Because you're creating new neurons and they're just um, kind of floating around because you're not I've, really connecting them to anything. You know, I've not read any scientific data, but I'm a runner and I bet you you're exactly hey, right. And it's not, we are it's, at the cutting edge of creating <laughs> theories and theorems on this show. So if you are a, um, a, a scientist... Do the research and let us know. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's right. But, you know, it's not just running. I mean, if you do heavy-duty HIIT exercises or if you're on your treadmill or if you do phenomenal elliptical, sometimes I absolutely, when I get off that elliptical machine, I absolutely collapse. I've just gone and given it all my all. And so that type of heavy-duty aerobic exercise, that creates the new neurons. But you've got to connect those baby neurons or they'll shrivel up and die. Now, research tells me it takes about a day, 24 to 30. 30 hours, almost 36 hours, 24 to 48, little pushing, maybe a little over two days for the neurons to completely die before you get them connected. So you've got to, you've got to con coordinate. Exercise and then study. Right. Exactly. Oh, now see, we have a new study technique for all you college seniors out there that are listening to this show. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's not even one, but exercise really hard and then study. 
That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> or, or maybe our listeners, maybe our listeners are at the gym right now and they're exercising while they're learning about how to keep their memory. Yep. Would that, that be that good? Absolutely. Yep. Yes. And, and you can reverse it. Like if you do a quick study and then go take a jaunt out of quick mile sprint, that will also help you connect, connect those neurons and, and mm. push process and help you learn. And also talking about learning, going, uh, we're bypassing a bit, but, but those of you who are, who are, have done that study and then exercise or exercise and then study, make sure you get your sleep. Sleep is more important to making sure those neurons stay connected as well than staying up all night and doing an all-nighter. Hmm. And we keep talking about sleep in every one of these episodes. So by now you should know how important it is. Get your sleep. Right. And and uh, if you didn't get the sleep, 19 ways to get to sleep and stay sleeping, um, on the last podcast that we did, we'll link link it again we'll today because I've got one, that. Yeah. yeah, we'll link yeah, it again. No worries. Okay. So it's very important to exercise your brain and exercise your body. Okay, now one more quick thing on exercising the brain. It's got to be something new. It's got to be something different. Like learning a language or play the piano or play the saxophone, those kind of things, right? Or, or figure out how to paint a picture, you know, right. Do, do pay, um, paper watercolors or work with oils or learn something new, something new, figure out something new. And it, that's why reading just doesn't get it. I mean, you can't just read a Holocaust romance, right? You've got to read the war of 1812 and learn it. Right. And understand why it was so incredibly important and how, golly, Pete, we really almost lost the country. And this little town in Mobile, Alabama saved us. You know, we figure you got to figure that out. Listener, so, uh, can you tell she's from the South? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Many people don't know that. So I like that. I like to jab that in there. So anyway, um, brain workouts and physical workouts. So and then number three is what we we're just talking about too. get your Z's right. Gotta That's get your right. Z's. We already talk- I know I like number four. Okay. Make time for make friends. time for friends. A lot of us we're so busy. We don't that's have time. Right. And that corresponds with number six, which is have a laugh. And um, I that's part of what I call the four C's of successful aging, and that is care, connect, commit, and concentrate. Care, connect, commit, and concentrate. You've got to really care about somebody. You've got to really connect with an issue, or well, not so much an issue, but but the issue of your grandchild, your grandson passing algebra, and he is just has a hard time with math. And we've got to figure out a new way for him to learn math. So that kind of sinking your teeth in. You can't just care about the grocery store clerk who is so sweet every time you go see your God lover. you got to care. You've got to, you've got to really, where your life is, it, it, their life is just as important as your life, so to speak. And that's why family is so important. That's why friends are so important. And at the same time, you've got to be in a position to laugh and love and live with them. And, and laughing is part of that. that and I like, talk. yeah, I like what you taught, what you said about laughing. And you said that before being with your friends, because that's tip five. Mm-hmm. I mean, not directly, but indirectly about Keep, stress. Yeah. Keeping stress in check. Yep. Stress is horrible. Stress messes up with your hormones. It, it, causes, it causes your adrenal gland to pull up some additional cortisol. And it's just too difficult when you're constantly trying to burn cortisol all the time, 24-7. And it, stress does that. And, and so stress, really, long story, eventually kills your brain cells and causes dementia. So you really want to keep your stress in check. And what's a great way to keep your stress in check? We Exercise. just talked about it. That's right. Number two. I'm Tip learning from you. I'm see the listeners already know that I'm not the best exerciser in the world, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm working You've on got, it. Like when I do the elliptical, 
okay, I'm not sweaty afterwards. Just saying, okay, I, I'm not. You've got, a, you've got a fabulous elliptical too. I don't have. Oh, in the background there. Yeah. So, so for the for the listener, I have my background is my little exercise room where Mr. Grant used to live. He no longer lives there, and now we have all of our exercise equipment in there. <laughs> but yeah, I do have a, a nice elliptical machine. Okay, so. I love some of these. Let's talk about laughter. Okay, wait, go ahead. Kathy. Look, before we do that, let's 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 give all the listeners an exercise exercise lesson. Okay, you really need to get on that elliptical. Let me tell you how to get some sweat going on that elliptical. All right, go faster yeah, you, than what I'm doing well, as a crawl. No, all right, hang on. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a hit? Have you ever heard of hit exercising, high intensity exercise training? I've heard of it, but it's not something that I, just like yoga, it's not something that I do. (laughs) Okay. Well, you really should investigate HIIT programs. Um, And my body shows it. Like listeners, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the difference between my body and Janet's body, who obviously practices what she preaches. (laughs) Well, I do. Okay. Now look, HIIT is is seven minutes, or actually I really like 14, but you could do seven. Okay. And that is when you go 30 seconds. Okay. We're going to warm up for a minute or two minutes. And then you go 30 seconds all out the most you can, the most energy you ever have to on that elliptical. And then after your 30 seconds are up. Oh, you can slow down. Now you got to keep moving still, but you can be super slow and you do that for a minute and a half. So that's two minutes, right? And you do that seven times. And that is really going to help you get a sweat going. And, and your you brain. Gotta, that's exactly right. And get those, jiggle those brain cells to create new neurons, jiggle those stem cells to create new brain cells, new brain neurons. All right. So let's talk about laughter because we only have a few minutes left and that's my favorite topic, topic is laughter. Um, first one, laugh at yourself. So if you're a listener, you know, I do that all the time. I'm constantly making fun of my own problems. (laughs) And I probably laugh too much. I giggle sometimes. I think I giggle when I'm a little nervous. The next one is when you hear laughter, move towards it and seek it out. Try to join in. Uh, How many of us don't do that. I, I do interrupt people that are laughing. I ask them what they're talking about. <laughs> Random people, you know, in the in the restaurant. Hey, I couldn't help it. Over here, you say blah, blah, blah. And then I'll interject myself. I can see yeah, how use, you could do that using, too much. Using laughter as kind of a magnet. Maybe, yeah. This third one I really like. Spend time with fun, playful people because they're fun to be around. Well, aren't you known by the company you keep? That's true. Yeah. So you want to be around fun, energetic, playful, fit people who can help influence you to exercise as well. Yes. And it also works opposite. It doesn't say this in the, in the, um, in the, uh, the document that we're reading, but the other day I went to an event, there was an opening, um, to an assisted living facility and, or community. And I went there and you know how you, you, there was a whole bunch of people there. I started talking and the woman that I sat down next to started, I don't, I asked her, are you here because you're in the senior community? And she started talking. She gave me her whole life story about how she got, I I assume she got fired from her last job and how they treated her unfairly and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, as soon as I could, I got up and left. (laughs) That is what I call an energy vampire. Like she was sucking the energy right out of me. I didn't, I mean, 
I can understand, oh, I broke my ankle and I'm having a hard time, but I didn't need a 45 minute story about how her life is horrible. And those kind of people, you just have to pat them on the side and feel sorry for them because they don't have anybody else to talk to and to, to express that to and to, to divulge that information to and to get feedback from. So that is part of the percolating dementia is when you don't talk and we don't have friends and you don't share and you don't come back full circle, what we're talking about laughing and that part of being, being with friends. So that's just a perfect example of, of what you just experienced. Well, you know, there are, um, online therapists as well. And I know that, yeah. And I used my teledoc the other day because I had a bug bite that got infected. And when I was searching for the teledoc, I noticed that they have online, my, my teledoc service, which by the way, I sell and it's $20 a month for a whole family, $14.95 a month for individual. It's amazing. But on the service that I use, it said psychiatry or whatever was on there as one of the things you could select. I mean, who knew? These programs are pretty cool. But yeah, so I like to spend time with fun, playful people. It lifts me up. It helps me, you know, be more positive myself, I guess. So the, it ends with identify and treat health problems and to take practical steps to support learning and memory. And so you just were talking about identifying health problems and treating health problems. And so absolutely, you want to make sure whatever's bothering you, you get some attention. And Wait you get a minute. We skipped on. a whole section. Wait, that's your section though. <laughs> well, that we did this section on, on brain boosting meals. Yeah, we'll go back to yeah, that. Okay, because that is what you're an expert at. Okay. So let's go back. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, that's quite all right. Tell me, how are we doing on time? We have about five minutes left. Okay, good. Okay, good. So we're going to take practical steps to support learning and memory. And that really is is the ultimate key. So again, we're we're treating the health problems. Now, Kathy, can can you put us a link on, because I'm interested in that and telling more of my listeners and my subscribers about the teledoc information. Oh, so I'll, link it. Put, I'll link it in the show notes. It's can, it's just a link if you wanted to purchase it. I'll have to double check to see if it has psychiatry in the one that that I sell, okay. um, which is different from the one that I use because the one that I'm I'm under sixty five, and so it comes with my um, my under sixty five health plan. But I'll okay. post a link to it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now let's go back to food real quick. Let's talk about food. Eat a brain boosting diet. And you're an expert at that. What's a brain boosting diet? Well, I can do a whole day on foods because we have two brains. We have a gut brain and we have a head brain. Everybody says brains, but really we have two brains. We create more neurotransmitters that talk to our neurons in our gut than we do in our head. And so it's very important to eat the right foods so that you, everybody's in synergy. It's like, it's like, you know, you don't put water in gasoline, right? You want, hey, you got to have the gasoline to keep running the car. I want you to know something that since our last discussion on food, I went out and I didn't make it. I know making it is better, but I bought some raw live sauerkraut and we've been eating two tablespoons of that minimum per day. Wow. And it's definitely helping our guts. So yes. and Costco is selling it. I forget the brand name, but you know, they, they have jars of sauerkraut, but that's been cooked, you know, and right. that's mm-hmm. kind of dead. So we wanted the live raw and Costco is, is currently as of this taping selling it in my area. But I've been told that sauerkraut is really easy to make. You just 
chop up some, <laughs> this is what I've been told, you just chop up some cabbage, put some salt on it and let it sit for a couple weeks, <laughs> which sounds oh. disgusting. But I think that's how they make it. But you know, that which is good for you is what will go bad. Right. So, so, so all natural foods and that's back to the brain because, you know, you can, you don't put water in gasoline, right? It messes it up. Well, you don't put toxins and crazy food like cheese whiz, like at church, they had that's this, not even real food, right? They had this, this yellow gunk <laughs> of stuff for the cheese nachos. And I'm thinking why in the world that is poison? Why in the world would you feed that to the children? So yeah, you just got to make sure you eat all good, clean, healthy, natural foods. Um, and that's so important to keep your brain functioning and focusing. And it's not, uh, it's not just your head brain, it's your gut brain. Because see what happens is we damage our, our gut brain and then that eventually ends up damaging our head brain. And that's why dementia really is beginning a gut. It's a gut problem versus a head brain problem. It's a gut brain problem versus a head brain problem. So back to number seven, you've got to make sure you eat a brain boosting diet. Which can be harder in other sections. So by the time this episode airs, Les and I will have already moved from San Diego to South Carolina. And we went and visited South Carolina um, to buy our house. And oh my goodness, it's going to be so much harder to eat healthy in South Carolina. They put gravy and bacon on everything. So I'm definitely going to have to be more strict on asking, like the stuff's not in the menu you know, that there's gravy on it. So when I order something, I'm going to have to say, can you tell me exactly <laughs> what is on this? Because already here in California, when I order a steak, I tell them no better. Because a lot of people don't know that they put steak, they on steaks in the restaurants, a lot of them will put butter on it. And although my diet, I'm, I'm on a ketogenic diet, allows me to eat better, I just want to limit. I mean, and if I can't taste the butter, I what's the point? right? I'm not just going to put butter on something for the sake of it. And and also it's not so much butter. They, they use hydrogenated all oils that they put on the steak as well. And those are bad for you. So, so hats off to you for that. Yeah. So before, before we end though, okay, we've got, we've got over the nine quick tips real quick, but one that they completely missed that is so important to keeping your memory. And, and I, I really want to make sure your listeners walk away with that. And that is that you have the ability to control your aging. You've got to make sure you have the gumption and the fortitude and the strength and the knowledge to say, you know what? I'm not going to let aging just sit here and take over me. I am going to meet it head on and I'm going to not only fight it, but I'm just going to kind of beat it. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to beat it and I'm going to make sure that I live the best life possible. And, and that is, the main thing, you've got to have the right mindset as we're entering through retirement and we're entering into our senior, senior years to make sure that we have the right mindset. That well, is the most important thing. To and, and I totally get it because when Les and I gave up sugar, everybody, oh, it's just a little, oh, it tastes so good. Oh, it's this, oh, it's that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but for Les, it's, it, it really is a matter of life and death. We believe that sugar feeds cancer. For me, it's, it's, it's a diet, it's a lifestyle, but um, it's so hard because people don't understand. So really the mindset is your being able to tell other people, thank you, but no thanks. Thank you, but right. no thanks. I'm like, right. we were at a, we were at a church thing the other day and the only thing that we could eat 
at the church thing was basically the shrimp, the shrimp cocktail. And because um, everything else had potatoes in it, it had rice in it, it had um, cheese, there was, there was little cheese sandwiches that looked like they were white bread and cheese Whiz. Now that did not appeal to me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't like Velveeta, Cheese Whiz. Those things just don't taste good to me. But Les loves that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh, that just does not look good. But you give me a piece of like real cheese or you take some cheese and melt it. Like I could, I could live off of melted cheddar cheese, which is obviously not that great for you either it, to just live on awful. it. awful. That's right. <laughs> First but of all, the only people should be eating cow's milk or cows. Cows. <laughs> Maybe cow. Now, now for the cheese, if you're ever going to eat any cheese, you could eat some goat cheese. All right. So and that's that what is, I eat. I eat yeah, hard. Be okay. I usually eat hard goat cheese. You know, yeah. they do make it, by the way. And and sheep yeah. cheese as well. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's but right. I have to go to specialty uh, places to buy that. But in closing, to keep your memory, you've just got to have the mindset that you can do it. And you've got to understand what it's going to take to keep your memory. And I could, I, I counsel one-on-one and help people. And you can certainly look up through my website, JanetRidgePittman.com. Um, I've got a brain draining guide there and just, but the key is to understand that you have to control, you can control and you have to, to keep your memory in your mind, control your aging process. And you can do it. You, you can, can do it. I mean, obviously none of us are going to live forever, but we can live better lives by following what, you know, basically Janet's advice. And I'm trying to. So I'm right there with you, listener. I'm not perfect, but I'm right there with you trying, making small changes to my lifestyle. And those small changes, they they add up. They add up. Absolutely correct. And you know what? It's not something that happens tomorrow, right? You have to slowly build up to it. I mean, it's very, it took me three years to completely get off sugar. It's very hard. So yes, it's um, a slow process, but you've got to have the mindset to get through that process. That's right. So, Janet, thank you for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it. Thanks for doing this four-part series. I think it's very helpful for the listener. And for the listener, thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.